Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful day you blessed us with. Now the awesome opportunity to be able to get back in your word. Help us now as we do that to draw close to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word guidance, we will turn to Revelation in chapter 21. And we see here where it reads, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now we've read previously, but we'll return to that as again as it reads in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. How do you do that? You go by what it says in, in the first letter of John, the small epistle of John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We do that. And we're going to be looking forward to Revelation chapter 21, where it reads, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Let me point out something here. There's been an incorrect teaching that the new heaven and the new earth are not going to have a sea. It doesn't say that. He's saying here that it was complete destruction, not just the dry land like during the flood. So the entire creation, all of what we see in the physical world is going to be dissolved away, like it describes over in Second Peter. Even the elements themselves will melt away. So it's speaking here of a new heaven, new earth. And he tells us that all things are become new. So that would be a whole new universe as it continues. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So we see this big, beautiful city coming down and lighting upon the new earth. I mean, I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. So we can look forward to a huge new earth. Don't know how big it's going to be, but it's probably going to be bigger than the one we got right now. With all the wondrous creatures and plants all made in their perfection created anew and all of the family of God including God himself the Holy Trinity on the new earth dwelling together that is awesome as it continues in verse 5 
And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Overcomer. How do you become an overcomer? You have to overcome sin by trusting Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and being indwelt with the power of the Holy Ghost, so that you may overcome sin and ask for forgiveness and get washed in the blood and be found without spot and blameless and be looking forward to what he just described. As he continues here, what about the rest of them that we read about in chapter 20? about the great white throne judgment and those that were not found written in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. Here in chapter 21, verse 8, it reads, But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. That second death, they have a physical death, and then the second death. Of course, if we look at death as being separation, the first one is separated from their physical body. The last one is they're separated from God never ever to be in His presence ever again and cast into that lake of fire. Verse 9, And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. Now the bride is the church. It is the family of believers. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. As he just described earlier about seeing New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven over in verse 2. So an interesting point to bring out here is that John is on a high mountain. So there are some believers that believe that there's not going to be a mountain, that we're all going to be inside the city that he describes here in a little bit, and that's it. It's going to float around in space for eternity in a, a big city and spend all of eternity inside that city. Far more than that, far more. Going to be a brand new creation because he's just clearly told us new heavens and a new earth. And now he's describing a big high mountain. He's and there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's Wife, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto the a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Now he gets into some of the description of the city, and had a wall great and high and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, 
and names were thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Twelve gates. Gates are for moving in and out, and there would be no need for a gate if you were going to go into the city and be inside the city for eternity. No, gates. Be able to come in and go out. Go out and be able to travel about on the huge brand new earth with all the wondrous creatures and interact with them. Or to go in and be able to spend time right there hand in hand with Jesus Christ. As it continues, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. A foundation is the base plate, or the beginning of the structure that supports all the rest of it. And if the city was just floating around in space all by itself, it wouldn't need a foundation. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed twelve thousand furlongs. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. Basically, it was he's measuring it as as if it was a cube. So it extends to those points. It's not necessarily going to be a big box, because that wouldn't be very beautiful. And it's going to be beautiful. But it would encompass inside of a box the size that he describes here. And it's basically 1,500 mile cube area that the city sits within. And he measured the wall thereof, and 140 and 4 cubits, according to the measure of a man, this is of the angel. A cubit is the measurement from the elbow to the tip of the finger. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundation of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a Chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth a Sardox, the sixth Sardius, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Beryl, the ninth Topaz, the tenth a Chrysophyrus, the eleventh a Jaseth, the twelfth an Amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. So pure, so shiny, that it was almost to the point of being transparent. As, as it were transparent glass, but it's not. It's going to be gold. So pure and clean. As it continues, And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. This is where some get into a false teaching that there's not going to be a sun or a moon in the new creation. It does not say that. It says that the city has no need for 
the sun or the moon to shine in it. Because within the city, the Lord is going to be the light of it, and it's going to be lit 24 hours a day. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Note here, the kings of the earth. So we know there are going to be kingdoms on the new created earth. And they will be able to come in and out of the twelve gates to come into the city to worship God. And be able to go out of those gates and go back to those kingdoms. So we'll be able to enter in and out. Some have said, well, we'll go into the city and we'll be right there and that's it the whole time for the rest of eternity, sitting there singing songs to the Lord. You know how boring that would be for God? That's not what it's all about. It's going to be so much more than we can even comprehend in beauty and majesty and wondrous things to engage in. Read 21 again. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. No night there. Where? At the city. Not speaking of no night on the planet, but at the city. 24 hours a day, you can be able to go and enter into that big, huge city that sits over a 1,500 mile square area and interact with others and worship God and walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ down that beautiful street of gold as he continues. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. So the nations that are out there on the new created earth, the glory will be brought into the Lord. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So it's only going to be those that are truly born again Christians, and have gone through the judgment, and been given different levels of responsibility and positions for eternity. Because we see there are going to be kings, kings of the nations. So that means they have to be established as a king. So depending on what we do with our lives while we are here in this realm, is all going to be looked at, is all going to be judged. And depending upon what we did with what the Lord blessed us with, He will reward us. And then we take that and we go over into the millennial period that we read about over in Revelation chapter 20, to rule and reign with Jesus Christ for a thousand years. And a thousand years there to earn even more rewards and to gain higher levels of opportunities and responsibilities to serve the Lord. And some will be chosen to be these kings of the nations that he just mentioned. Now let's roll right on into chapter 21. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, 
proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So we see there's going to be a throne, and there's going to be a great river flowing from that and that water. Because he mentioned there over in chapter 20 about how he said, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. That pure river is the water of life. It comes out of that, and of course that is everlasting life. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were the were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. No more curse. The curse that came upon the planet because of the fall of mankind in the garden. As we see in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve, the fall, the curse, that come upon this planet. That is going to be gone. No more curse. So all the beautiful, wondrous things that he's going to speak into existence are not going to be cursed. They're going to be in their perfection and we'll be able to enjoy those for eternity. As it continues, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. Where? He's still describing the city. Because he's described the throne. The river coming from the throne. And now the city will be no night. Because as he said over there in verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun. Neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And then in chapter 22, verse 5, And there shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun. They don't need the light of the sun in the city. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Notice, they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Now this behold, I come quickly, is one of the things that the scoffers use. They say, well, he said he's coming quickly, but where is he? Like it says over there in Second Peter chapter 3 again. In verse 3, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. And then we see here, he says, Behold, I come quickly. You would think that John would have thought, okay, it's going to be pretty soon. But that's not really what it says. If you look back to the original writings, when they translated the word quickly 
It means suddenly, without haste. That means quickly, fast. This whole process is going to take place very suddenly. It doesn't mean very soon, but suddenly. We put that in there, you see it makes a whole lot more clarity. Behold, I come suddenly. Because as he said over and over, come as a thief in the night. When you're least expecting it, that's when he's going to come. But then he tells us his prophecies. He shows us the things of the last days. He tells us the things watched out for. He tells us about the changing of the seasons and the times. Look at the leaves and so forth. And we know that the last days got to be soon. We see all the chaos that's going on around the world. We know it can't be much longer until he comes back and implements all this stuff he's teaching us about here. But it's going to be suddenly when he comes. It's not going to be a drawn-out, lengthy process. It's all going to come about very suddenly. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. The prophecies of this book. This book. The book of Revelation. The book of the revelation of Jesus Christ to John. And it is also known as the Apocalypse. Because that's what Apocalypse means. It means Revelation. So the Revelation. This book. So when we keep the sayings of this book. Now this can be extended. This is not saying that it is. But here it can be extended to the other prophecies. All of the teachings from Jesus Christ. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets. And of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. When this initiates, when the end times come, there's not going to be a purgatory or an additional place where you can go and get another chance, another try to try to get it right. Nope. When the door's closed, the door's closed. When this gets enacted, that's it. It's final. Everything's going to be looked at. It's going to be judged. It's going to be, well, you didn't do so good. Let me send you back and let you try it again. Nope. No such thing. And in verse 12, the words of the Lord again, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. Now that's an awesome one there where he says, His reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. So we will be rewarded for what we have done in service to the Lord. And that is so awesome that he allows us to not only have salvation, but also to have extra rewards that we can roll over into millennial period and then earn even more to roll over into the eternal state. And there at the last final days and the final judgments, the Lord will 
Look at all of us and reward us accordingly. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Eternal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In verse 14, Blessed are they that do His commandments. His commandments? The commandments of Jesus Christ. The two great ones He's emphasized was love God with all your existence and love others as yourself. That they may have a right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without means beyond the new heaven and new earth into darkness, into the lake of fire, you find this. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. It's there for the taking. Salvation is right there. It's a gift that the Lord is holding out and beckoning people to come and to take and receive and be adopted into the family and be looking forward to this beautiful brand new earth he speaks about, a new heaven and dwelling place right there with God to be with us and all the wondrous creatures created anew. All things become new, as he says. It's awesome what we have to look forward to. We have no, this time is just a flash. This is just a vapor in the wind, as James says. As it continues in verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. The plagues that are written in this book. There's some horrible things written in this book. Some horrible plagues that come upon mankind. And this would apply to those out there that have tried to add to the Word of God by coming out with other books that aren't of the Word of God and claim that they are of the Word of God but are not. Read that again. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. They are the ones that wind up in the lake of fire for eternity. Those he described over in verse 15. The dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen.
Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. It's awesome what we have to study. It's awesome that we have these so many words that we can go back to and, and read about the prophecies in the last days, the prophecies of the things to come for eternity that the Lord has preserved for us to study. Let's take the time to really do that, to dig deep into here and to find all the messages that He wants us to receive and then to apply them to our lives and go out and share them with others as well so they can all be looking forward to that big, beautiful, brand new earth and that big, beautiful new city and being able to walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ right down there on that beautiful golden street. So much to look forward to. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you bless us with and the blessing of preserving all these words for us to study. We thank you oh so much for that and help us to truly have that burning desire to dig in there and find out what you want us to know and encourage us to go out and share with others. And as it says, please, Lord, come on quickly. We're ready to go. But we know you're holding out because there's more to come to you before it's everlasting too late. And help us all be out there sharing it so more can come to you before it's too late. Thank you all so much for allowing us to be a part of your work. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.